welcome back to the Building Function Podcast, Specialized Health, where we talk about all things rehab and, well, building function. Lately, we've been chatting to people who are out there doing it, those hard at work with people in the rehab space. And that's definitely the case with today's guest, Aaron. Aaron is the director of Next Step New Zealand, a state-of-the-art rehab facility in the Bay of Plenty here in New Zealand. We're stoked to have him on to chat about their work, their clients, their challenges, and much more. We hope you enjoy. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for jumping on to chat with me today. I guess a good place to start would be if you tell us what Next Step is and how it came to be here in New Zealand. So Next Step is an exercise and rehabilitation facility designed to help people with chronic health conditions, disabilities, injuries, and the general public. Um, The facility was designed specifically for a rehab centre when there was no one, nowhere else for anybody to train at that time. About four years ago, myself and Casey took over and called it Next Step, um, which is a global franchise. So there are seven facilities around the world, um, which all do sort of varying degrees of neurological rehabilitation mainly. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. And how did you find yourself? So obviously you've been through the traditional like exercise pathways. Is there something in particular that made you interested in rehabilitation? Yeah, so I guess I was kind of a typical student that went to university looking to get people buff, um, you know, the typical sports trainer. Um, at, at some point, I started working with people with diabetes, multiple sclerosis, and just found the passion that exercise can help people in so many different ways, not just looking good. So from there, my kind of passion sort of expanded and looked at different ways we could do things with exercise. And each role that I took throughout my career, I was trying to find different ways to match up that skill set. Yeah, awesome. I think one of the main things that makes Next Step special, you know, for our listeners, I actually had the privilege of working there for, I think it was about eight to nine months, a couple of years ago. And yeah, something that really sets it aside is the way that it breaks down barriers for people you know, especially people with health conditions, breaking down barriers is such a huge component. So can you tell us a little bit more about what makes Next Step special in that way? So what makes it so accessible to people with certain barriers? Yeah, I think that's like a really key focus for us. I mean, exercise for anybody is, you know, hard as it is. Um, But when you have mobility challenges, it could be even harder. So we try to make it as easy as possible to access the gym. Um, you know, the building is fully accessible. Um, we have a wheelchair van which can come pick people up. Um, we have accessible toilets, showers, um, gym equipment, which is all fully accessible, um, lifts up and down. Um, you name it, it's kind of just a place where you can come and be comfortable and hopefully no barriers to to your goals yeah 100 percent. i have been in the industry for a while and i walked into your gym and there were so many things i had never seen before you know like as far <laughs> as the accessibility goes so i 100 percent agree that 
anybody could come into your facility and exercise, which is just absolutely amazing. And you actually take it a step further than clientele is. So what are the majority of the people walk who walk through your door? What are they struggling with? What sort of conditions do they have? Yep, there's quite quite a few different conditions. I've like honestly seen pretty much everything. Mm. But the majority at the moment would be sort of spinal cord injuries, stroke, um, mm-hmm. and then your neurological conditions, your MS and Parkinson's, mm-hmm. cerebral palsy, those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. so the, definitely ones, you know, that involve those bigger, um, more practical barriers, right? So that accessibility yeah. is key with all of those conditions. Global franchise, we can see what's happening you know, all around the world and we get sort of first-hand data from what our other rehab sites are doing around the world. Um, and so big things like using electrical stimulation, um, but not just for one muscle group, for your whole body. It's things that other places aren't doing, but we can do to try and promote recovery and um, build more function. Um, then we use virtual reality, which is kind of another new trend, which is coming out. Um, lots of multiple uses um, in terms of technology, but being a global franchise, we can see what's happening you know, all around the world and we get sort of first-hand data from what our other rehab sites are doing around the world. Um, and so big things like using electrical stimulation um, but not just for one muscle group, for your whole body. It's things that other places aren't doing, but we can do to try and promote recovery and um, build more function. Um, then we use virtual reality, which is kind of another new trend, which is coming out. Um, lots of multiple uses for virtual reality. Um, and then we also look at like recovery tools. So what sports teams are using, um, how they use them, can they be used for a medical population as well? So, yeah, that's yeah. a great way to do it. I think so much funding, especially, goes into the you know athletic population, um, and you know in the medical population, you don't have the funding to do the research, but often the same technology and principles can be applied. Um, so that's a really yeah. great way to do it. I be keen to hear more about the VR uh, because that's something that we've been talking a lot about recently. So, you know, have you been, who have you been using it with? Is it proving to be beneficial um, to you guys so far? Mm, So um, you can trick them by putting a tightrope virtual reality on and without them having any control, they'll actually start walking like with a narrower stance. Um, wow that's amazing those those sort of things are pretty cool and then we use it a bit for the kids as well so you know immersing them into a game where they're kind of you you know having to get their trunk to work stabilize themselves while they're playing sort of a virtual reality game um heaps of ways to use it what's your favorite piece of tech like i know like i said you love technology so if you know you could only choose one or if you, you know, had unlimited access to one piece of tech what would it be for you um, that's pretty hard because yeah i kind of like everything um, but probably the most effective piece would be something like a power plate eh? yeah you know, even yeah just the power plate for the versatility of what we can do with it 
how many different populations we can work with with that. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, stabilize themselves while they're playing sort of a virtual reality game. Um, heaps of ways to use it. What's your favorite piece of tech? Like I know, like I said, you love technology. So, if, you know, you could only choose one or if you, <laughs> you know, had unlimited access to one piece of tech, what would it be for you? Um, that's pretty hard because yeah. I kind of like everything. Um, but probably the most effective piece would be something like a power plate. Eh? Yeah. You know, even yeah, just the power plate for the versatility of what we can do with it how many different populations we can work with with that. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. The thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, I was, I was looking at your um, sort of your website and reading a little bit more about what you what your philosophy is. And one of the things that's mentioned is your emphasis on the recovery of function before compensation. Um, could you touch a little bit on what that approach looks like in relation to those people that you work with? So early in my career, I was really lucky to get to go to Los Angeles and go to like the headquarters of Next Step. While I was there, the first thing I noticed was all the wheelchairs were outside and all the people were inside. And that was just like, what's going on here? You know, this is something so different to what we do. And they're like, well, your body's still a whole. You're still training your whole body functionally. Just because you can't use it doesn't mean like things inside aren't still working. So everybody's out of your chair. Everybody's attempting to recover function first before compensating through the use of wheelchairs, crutches, um, AFOs, those sorts of things. So our, that's our main philosophy as we start at that point, if that's what the client wants. Um, to look and see what we can recover, which we, we feel kind of gets skipped over in now in rehab in New Zealand. So it kind of, you know, you go from your accident to your rehab and it's all about functional independence, um, making your life as easy as possible for you at that moment, um, where we kind of want to come in and push your body, see what sort of recovery we can get. Yeah, that makes so much sense, and I 100% agree. You guys really do focus on pushing people's self-belief as well in, in that same vein. So instead of accepting the compensation, like you say, um, you guys do a really good job of sort of allowing people to see what they could potentially be able to achieve, which that, I think, concept in itself is really beneficial especially with the sorts of people that you work with um yeah like you know stroke recovery often that mindset is so key and by starting at that yeah. other end I think yeah I think that's awesome would you say that early intervention is important to delay that compensation that you speak about um would love early intervention but <laughs> Pretty much everything we're doing is not early intervention, so it doesn't matter to us. You know, we work with what you've got and go from there. Um, yeah. Kids, yeah. it's ideal to get in earlier, but, I mean, everybody else, we just we just roll with it. Quite often we'll get, you know, the tight hip flexes, we'll get the weakened glutes, things like that, but we're just so used to it now we just 
get on with it. Yeah, I think pushing that function before compensation works at any stage in recovery, right? It just becomes more challenging the longer that you leave it. So it leads into my next question, which is more about, you know, your clientele have a lot of barriers, um, which you're helping them overcome. But in that same vein, I'm sure that there are a lot of barriers and challenges for you um, for next step, especially in the New Zealand setting with rehabs, just like you say, not as advanced. So what would you say are the main challenges for you in regards to helping as many people as you can? Yeah, there's, there's a few. <laughs> it's a pretty difficult spot to be in. Um, we're kind of in that spot where it feels like we're in between a gym and a full clinical rehab centre. So trying to get people to understand what exercise physiology does and how we help people you know, for the long term uh, is, is kind of like you know, trying to change people's minds or open them up to different ideas. Um, I guess it's one big barrier. A lot of people don't know what exercise physiology is, yeah. why you'd see us, um, where you'd see us in the, you know, in your rehab continuum. Uh, I'll ask you a question then, and this I always find this hard to answer. So there's a lot of knowledge that we need to, you know, spread out to the general public. So if somebody said to you or asked you, what is exercise physiology? How would you respond? <laughs> kind of depends who asks. Eh? So I normally say it's the management of chronic health conditions. So anybody with a long-term health condition, we help. Yeah, via exercise, right? Yeah. Um, so probably on the back of that is then the funding. So as exercise physiology isn't recognised, we don't get easy access to funding um, so everybody who comes to our facility has to work to get funding which makes it another barrier to you know accessing our services especially considering you know from the from the behind the scenes perspective some of the the cool technology and all of these things that you're speaking about that these people with neurological conditions need uh, it's not cheap you know and no. you know, often the the hands-on like I've obviously um I've worked in your facility and I know it takes three people to um help somebody learn to walk so that's a lot of hands-on it's a lot of equipment uh so you've got obviously a lack of funding and then you've got the the cost of this sort of rehab as well so that I can yeah that's a huge barrier I I can only imagine the other ones that come to mind you know, where we fit in, I guess, as well. Mm. Um, and then the professionals kind of sharing as well. So yeah. letting us be part of that recovery model. So it's not, you know, your client versus my client. It's our client and how we can help them together. Yeah, 100%. That's huge. And in New Zealand especially. One thing that you guys do have at your facility is a physiotherapist. Yep, yeah, so that's really cool. And it would be great if more exercise physiologists and physiotherapists, as well as all of the other people, like you say, in the in the rehab environment, sort of work together and spoke. But tell me a little bit more about the physiotherapy presence in the facility and how the two disciplines work together. Do you find that beneficial? 
Yeah, definitely. So Chris works in our facility um, and we can kind of get him to check out acute injuries. If, you know, somebody's had something come up, um, get him to check them out and then give us sort of an idea of either do this, don't do this, or we need to get him checked out with a scan or um, x-ray. He can get all those things done for us. Um, if somebody new comes in and they have something a bit outside of our scope, we can send them to him and he can sort of check them out for us, make sure they're a suitable candidate for the gym. Mm. Um, and then we have like the community physios come down and use our facility as well. Um, so bring in their people that have just gone through the hospital, um, mm. sort of integrating them into the community with us. Yeah, that's awesome. It works both ways as well, right? Like you guys are sort of sending people his way with their acute um those acute issues going on which I find is you know what where physios really shine and then do you get it in the other direction as well so say somebody's been through let's say 12 weeks of physiotherapy and they're getting to the point where um like you say with the community physios are there people who yeah you sort of take over the rehab once it gets to that more chronic phase yeah, definitely. So they come down and give us a sort of an idea of what the goals are and what they're trying to do and achieve and then kind of hand them over to us to set them up on sort of a long-term program. I hear so much feedback from, um, you know, ACC clients in particular um, in the New Zealand setting for any uh, Australian people listening. ACC is like a like work cover in Australia. Unfortunately, exercise physiology is not recognised here. So as soon as people finish a 12-week um, physiotherapy program in New Zealand, they often don't have somewhere to go. So they're sort of left to their own devices. You know, they've done their however many sessions of physiotherapy. And I just think that relationship would work so well in New Zealand if we mm. could sort of pass them on to physiology, which is a more of a chronic long-term space. Um, and, yeah, you'd have less people being fed back into the system, right? Um, so, yeah, another huge challenge, I think. But I think we're making good good tracks there. Um, you know, as you guys are a perfect example of that, physios and physiologists working together. Um, so barriers aside, if we move on to the more positive things, you know, we've got a big mountain to climb. But I've seen firsthand the progress that your members make um, in this amazing environment that you provide. So this may be a hard question because there are so many. What's a recent win that really reminded you, you know, why you're climbing this mountain? So tell us about some, you know, recent success that your clients achieve. Yeah, that really was like, oh, wow, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm climbing this mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I guess there's probably two. So mm -hmm. last week was school holidays. So for us, that meant kids intensives. So we had, you know, full days of kids coming down to join the gym, do intensive with our trainers. And just looking around and seeing the kids with their families, you know, brothers, sisters, mum, dad, everybody's kind of joining in, hanging out. And it's just like that really nice, fun environment. Everybody's supporting this kid to try and work on their skills and get better. You, know, you just look at that and you're like, okay, this is why we do what we do. Eh? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one, so um, 
recently been working with a person with a spinal cord injury. You know, I've been doing probably five years of sort of hard graft training and then just been able to take your first unassisted steps. You know, something like that is, you know, you know, mind blowing. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. profound, you know, especially after five years, the the determination required. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. how that would have felt as somebody working with that person. Yeah, I mean that's all it takes, and that's makes it worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I imagine being there every day and seeing these milestones that these people are making is just yeah, makes it all worthwhile, right? The stress. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you get kind of caught up in it and it's just like, you know, every day is something cool, but it doesn't seem that big because you're seeing it every day. But yeah. When you take the time to like step back and like see it for what it actually is, it's, yeah, pretty cool. I think that everybody in our industry would benefit from doing that, right? You forget the, yeah. you know, you talk to people in other careers, whether it's accounting or anything that doesn't have that one-on-one contact and they're sort of they you tell them what you do and they're like wow that must be so rewarding and you sort of sit back and you think oh yeah it actually is but I don't (laughs) think about it that much but you're right it is very rewarding so yeah I think all EPs anybody in these sorts of industries would benefit from doing that exactly that's those are awesome stories I love the work that you guys do with children I don't imagine that there's very many facilities in New Zealand that do this sort of work with kids like you say it's so important early intervention with those guys anybody who's you know knows of a young person who needs that sort of support yeah would highly recommend you guys opened you've got a facility in Tauranga or the Mount and you recently opened another one yeah yeah tell me about that (laughs) yeah um, so we decided to take a bit of a punt and go and set up another facility over in Fakatani. Yep. Um, so it's only about an hour from here, so we can drive over and manage it as well. But, you know, within sort of a year, we're up to just under 100 members. So wow. It's kind of, yeah, it's grown pretty fast. You've done a few other things. You've got your own van now? Yeah. A next yeah. step van to go around, pick people up, reduce, you know, further reduce barriers. You've got the second facility. You obviously identified mm. that the travel was a limitation for people in both of those regards. And so you're trying to eliminate that barrier. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. So it's so good that it's growing. Yeah. And I just imagine that it will continue to grow. If people want to hear more about your facility, so maybe somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, I'd really like to check that out or I'd like to, you know, see the amazing results that these people are making, um, whether it's for inspiration, if they're not in the same region as you are, where can they find more about you or keep up to date with what you guys are doing? Yeah, the best bet is all the social medias. So it should just be all at Next Step NZ. Um, Facebook, Instagram, um, and then our website as well. Yeah, cool. And you guys are also, because you're growing, you're also hiring, I hear. So, (laughs) you know, I'm sure we have exercise physiologists who listen to this podcast. So um, you're looking for some exercise professionals to join the team. So if you're, again, listening to this and thinking that sounds amazing, I would love to be involved in that sort of rehab. And I can tell you firsthand, it's extremely rewarding. Jump on the socials and 
touch base with Aaron and you might even be yeah. able to <laughs> start working together. Before we go to our last question, I have this fun thing that I like to do with guests to put them on the spot, and it's called our Fast Five. Mm-hmm. Now, you will be good at this because you are a man of few words. <laughs> yeah. So the goal is to, I'm going to give you a prompt or ask you a question, and you are just going to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Five questions, Fast Five, the first thing that sort of comes to your mind. All right. Okay. Ready to go? So what is your favorite exercise? Deadlift. Deadlift. Oh, I don't know <laughs> who would choose that as a favorite, but I will accept that as an answer. What do you believe is the most important skill to have as an exercise physiologist? Uh, the ability to communicate with anyone. I agree with that. If you could give us a podcast or a book recommendation, what would it be? Um, The Biology of Belief. Biology of Belief. Is that a book or a podcast? A book. Cool. Uh, Your favourite cohort to work with? So if you could choose like a a certain group or a condition? Uh, Spinal cord injury. And your top tip for well-being? Um, take care of your mental health yeah nice that ties in with the biology of belief and everything we've sort of talked about today as well right um awesome that's amazing thank you so much for coming on i have one more question before you go and that is if you look ahead into the future um what are some of the goals and initiatives that you have in mind for next step new zealand Yeah, so we want to be sort of a flagship of exercise physiology, try and promote what's happening in our country. Um, And in the next five years, we'd like to have another five gyms. Nice. That's our goal. So we want to expand around the country. Awesome. That's great. It's clean. It's achievable, (laughs) definitely. Um, You might have some more stress coming your way, but hey, that's what we're (laughs) up for, right? Squishing boundaries.